particularly with this particular process, the real issue wasn't the time it took from me. That's a consideration. The real issue is that the most likely thing is it wasn't happening at all. I'm going to show you an approach that should smash through these obstacles. We're going to show how even this complex, annoying task can be done, can be documented and handed over really quickly. The key is that hopefully for business leaders that are out there thinking, oh yeah, I need, I need to free up my time, I need to document and delegate, but I just I don't have time to document it right now. Hopefully you see now how wrong that thought pattern is. Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, co-founder of Air Manual. Now, most business owners are super busy and would love to free up a load more time for what matters most. However, they hold back from documenting their tasks and delegating them to others because they believe that first, it'll take too long and they just haven't got time right now. Second, that when they do hand it over, that task won't get done as well as they could do it. And it'll be a long time before someone else can do it even half as good as them. And they're just going to take a load of time training them and fixing mistakes and so on. So they may as well do it themselves. Does that sound familiar for you? It's something that's held me back for many, many years until I really started uh, to tackle this and get good at it. Um, but the crucial thing was an approach to doing this that made it really quick and resulted in really good quality performance right from the beginning. So I'm going to show you an approach that should smash through these obstacles. And I'm going to do so with the help of the wonderful Jessica Abreu, a process consultant who works with me at Air Manual. Uh, hi there, Jessica. Hi, Alexis. Thank you for inviting me to join you today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited because we're going to take a task that a lot of business owners completely avoid even doing because it's annoying to do. And we're going to show how even this complex, annoying task can be done, uh, can be documented and handed over really quickly. That task is all relating to maintaining a 13 week cash flow forecast. Now, many business leaders out there will know that they should have one of these and they should be reviewing it weekly to identify any risks to their cash flow and as a result, take mitigating action. And yet, most business leaders that I come across they're not doing it and they're holding back from doing it. And so we're going to demonstrate in this session, uh, Jessica is going to help me get the process out of my brain because doing a 13 week cash flow is uh, something that I had to do for, for a long time all on my own before I got it handed over to my finance administrator. And even then I still have to do the very last step which is to review it and uh, make sure that we're making decisions based on it. But Jessica is gonna get it out of my brain and documented into a checklist that anyone, doesn't have to be a finance person, anyone could follow to get it done for me each and every week. And we'll show you how we're creating it, hopefully super fast. Um, uh, if you're watching it as a video, you'll be able to see it. If you listen to the audio, I'll do my best to describe it, but 
I highly recommend you go over to destressyourbusiness.com uh, where it'll take you over to our YouTube channel and you can go and watch the video to see it because it'll make a lot more sense. Uh, but uh, we'll also share the checklist that we create in the show notes so that you can uh, see it, but also use it as a starting point for your own process. Uh, well, now uh, all it remains for me to say is, uh, okay, Jessica, over to you. Run, run this session like you would normally with your clients. Uh, how are we going to get this out of my brain? All right, awesome. So let's go ahead and start with uh, me sharing my screen. Uh, let's do that real quick. Here we go, share screen. All right, awesome. So uh, let's go ahead and create a task checklist. Today, we're gonna be using our new amazing AI feature. So uh, super excited to show this on the episode today. Uh, so we'll click generate using AI. And uh, Alexis, is there any uh, initial context that we could uh, provide to help us get started? Yeah, so the context of when we're talking about updating a 13-week cash flow, it's useful to know that um, we maintain the cash flow forecast in Excel, that um, we are going to need to uh, update it with actual um, uh, balance and payments that happened over the previous week, and to add a um, a new column to the to the end of the forecast to represent the new 13th week and to then um, update this based on what payments we're expecting to receive and to make. Yeah, and cool. I think that's so, about uh, it. In, in some processes, you know, we might have more context, like, you know, what other tools you use. But I think in this case, it's pretty, pretty simple. Cool. And just to double check. So we maintain the forecast in Excel. We will update it with actual balance and payments that have happened in previous week. Sorry, in the previous week. Yep. We'll also need to add a new column at the end of the forecast to represent the 13th week and update this based on what payments we're expecting to receive and to make. Is that all correct? Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Uh, so let's go ahead and click generate now and yeah. we'll see what AI comes up with. Yeah. And I want to explain for particularly for those that are listening on the audio, because this might be quite confusing. Um, essentially, Jessica is using uh, the tool Air Manual, a product of um, one of my software companies where we're trying to remove the friction. Right. We're trying to stop uh, creating processes, managing them, getting them used in organizations. We're, we're trying to make that really easy for people to do. And so I'm keen for people to see quite how easy it can be indeed in one second the <laughs> the ai integration we've got has created a checklist which we'll go into uh shortly but just to be clear even if we didn't use this you could use a pen and paper or you could use a uh, a word document or whatever the uh, using a lot of the lessons that we're going to share in terms of how you get this done the difference with Emmanuel is just it's many, many times quicker uh, to both create it, edit it, and use it, and all these sorts of things. But the the important bit is getting over the obstacle of thinking, oh, well, I can't possibly hand this over. It's going to take too long, and it won't get done as well. Um, in this example, Jessica has used a, a new uh, AI-powered feature that we've got to, to create a checklist based on just that basic context that I provided, but also our 
um, air manual best practices around how to write good checklists. Because as you might imagine, not everyone can write really great ones right out of the box. They make the titles too long or, or uh, they provide uh, too much information or whatever. And so we've embedded that into the guidance that goes to AI that then comes back and then is extracted in this special format that makes it really easy for people who are using the, the checklist to actually follow it along and actually interact with it. And you can see that if you use the link in the show notes or if you're watching the video, it's immediately appeared <laughs> once, once Jessica had clicked generate. Well, uh, so now that we have our AI generated checklist, um, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the high level steps first, just to make sure that those look correct. And if not, we'll make some changes. So uh, step one, open the cash flow forecast, update actual balance, update actual payments, add new column for 13th week, update expected payments, update expected expenses. Does that all seem correct to you, Alexis? Is there something that we're missing or something that should be moved? Yeah, it's it's pretty much on the money, to be honest. So the, so the first one, yeah, so opening it up in Excel, that's pretty simple and won't really need much further explanation. Updating the actual balance, we might want to be clear there it's about um updating the essentially the opening balance so um because you've basically said okay in our forecast we said that for the week just gone that our bank balance would end up at let's say end up at a hundred thousand what did it actually end up at and so you want to update that with the with the new um opening balance for the uh, for this mm. week or or it could be updated as the closing balance for the last week, and then there could be a formula that brings it as the opening balance for this new week. Either cool. way so, works. But... Uh, what do you think is going to be, or what would you like as a standard? Because as you said, you could probably yeah. do it either way, but what would be hmm. best practice? Yeah, great question. Make sure that you've got your team actually being consistent, that it's not done different ways every time. Uh, so how would we do it? We would have a, we'd have a row that was actual balance and then mm. that will then have a formula that pulls in the actual balance if it exists into the relevant opening and closing balance so um yeah you can you can in in this step it would essentially be saying yeah update the actual balance row and then there's formulae that will pull in the um that as the new opening balance for the coming week For the coming week? Yep. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll keep the title of the step as is, update actual balance. Cool. Um, so the rest of the high level steps, do they seem good? Yeah, so then update actual payments. Yeah, that's accurate. So essentially what you're doing there is um, for, you'll be reviewing. So you'd say um, review the banks uh, as part of that step, you'd review the bank statements to look at what payments came in or were paid out versus what was expected. So because you might have a payment that um, went out earlier than expected. So you go, oh, yeah, I can see we paid out £1,000 to that supplier. Uh, I wasn't expecting that till next week, so I need to move it. Um, or we're, we, we were going to pay something we haven't done, therefore it needs to move. So that's what you're doing is reviewing those bank statements to see what based on the payments that actually got made how does that affect uh yeah updating that and reflecting that for any of the forecasted payments okay cool so we review the bank statements to look at uh what payments um came in 
uh, were paid out versus what was expected. So for example, we were going to make a payment, but we're unable to do so. So it needs to be moved over. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this is part of the context that you added in, uh, that we would add in a new column for the 13th week. week. Does that, did that translate well, or are there any changes that we need to make here? Yeah, that, that does make sense. Um, what we could add is that they should uh, um, put the the date of that 13th week, or in fact, it would be, a, again, it would be a formula at the top, so you'd probably just copy across the heading for the, um, mm. for, the uh, for the date of that new week. Would you, you just drag the formula? Got... If, you, if you have it set, um, so if you have the, the, the dates at the top and that's mm. already, uh, if you just drag it over, uh, yeah. it should do, reflect correctly or? Yeah. So co yeah, copy the date to the uh, copy the date so date formula over um, so that it's that's correct at the top. And this this might be a good place to put a little screenshot just to make sure that people are clear if it's not obvious. But I think oh. um, I think once you've got the spreadsheet in front of you, it's pretty pretty obvious that because essentially you've got twelve columns, each one with a date at the top representing which week, and then you're just adding a 13th. So it's probably self-explanatory and doesn't need a screenshot. Oh, okay. We can leave it as is for now. And then once you test it, if you find that the screenshot would be helpful, we can add it in. Uh, cool, so uh, update expected payments. Um, enter the expected payments for the 13th week into the new column. Does that seem correct or is there something you would add? Yes, so it is correct, but um, it's probably useful giving context as to how do you even work out what's expected. So what you'd mm. normally be doing is looking at in in the cash flow forecast, you'd have broken out. You'd have your income, and so and depending on the business, you'd either have customers listed or products listed, and so you'd identify mm. okay, what are the payments I'm expected in and when. Um, for example, oh, yeah, there's that big invoice to ABC company, and I'm expecting them to pay it on the 31st of next month. Therefore, that money goes in against ABC company. Whereas if you're a business with lots of pay lots of smaller payments, you're probably not going to list all of your customers. But you mm -hmm. might say, oh, yeah, product day, I'm expecting 1,000 a week. And product B, I'm expecting 2,000 a week. And product C and so So um, you could do it that way. So that would be for the payments for, for income. And then for payments out, it's similar, but the other way. So this, uh, it would be a list of suppliers normally, or again, if you've got lots of little um, payments going out to suppliers, you might group it by um, uh, essentially cost category, for example, accommodation or travel or um, marketing or whatever, you know, advertising or something like that. And so you then have those. And what the person is doing is essentially looking at the pattern of payments and what they know um, about what's happening um, with the um, with those suppliers, um, and in fact, what they might want to do is you might have, yeah, you probably want to capture notes against those suppliers in the spreadsheet to represent what do we know about it. So, for example, um, I think in our yeah in our in our cash flow forecast we have a column which is like payment frequency, and so it'll be like um, let's say. Uh, Google ads and then it'll be like yeah paid at the you know every fortnight or something typically this amount like 500 or something um, and so you'd have that um, as a note that means that when you're then forecasting forwards you can see it's like oh well it's 500 every fortnight so it's 500 empty 500 empty and now it's the 13th week that I'm adding okay it needs to be a 500 so 
that's what you'd have. So you'd have review for each um, uh, line in the um, uh, outgoing payments. What's the payment frequency? And as a result, reflect that in that 13th week. Cool. Uh, so that makes sense. And I was taking some notes while you were talking it out so that I wouldn't forget anything. Uh, but in terms of the instructions and how someone can follow it, so uh, I'll kind of remove... I'll leave it for now, but uh, what you're doing is looking at each line, um, both for the income and for the expected payments to know what's going to be coming due so that you can mm -hmm. add those in. Um, uh, but there's uh, there are other things that you mentioned about, like adding in notes and stuff. Is that something that you would expect people to do now or is that just something that you feel should have been done and as a result is that something that uh we need to capture to make sure we add into another process good good point that would probably come right to the end of this process when you're mm -hmm. reviewing it because I, I would expect someone to follow this and then review it with me as the business owner and so as part of the review of the business owner i'd expect them to check any changes in the um, assumptions or what they should be allowing for in terms of those frequency of payments right so for example if i say oh yeah we're actually not going to use that supplier anymore then they can um they can capture that and uh, uh as a note so that they know that yeah from x date don't put any payments for for them okay so uh for update the expected payments we're just uh type in the instruction so for um for each line of outgoing payments and for each line of income. Uh, identify which are we are expecting for the 13th week. Yeah. Add those into the 13th column. Cool. Does that make sense? And does that capture what you were trying to explain? Uh, yes, it does. And then you probably want a step before this, which is um, uh, update expected income. And then we can have, and so you can have it as separate update expected payments. Because I think that that's then useful and also um, particularly when we then test this process and get people doing it, there's going to be notes. There's going to be things where we say, actually, um, it would be helpful if we you know, provided a bit more guidance about how do you forecast income? Because for some businesses, it's like we don't have loads of, you know, we don't have big invoices where it's a particularly big company, you know, like a Tesco uh, going to pay us in 60 days time. Instead, it's much more how do we forecast? And again, that might um, require going and looking somewhere else for a forecast spreadsheet or some tool because they might have seasonal variants in the business or whatever. So it makes sense, I think, to have it as two separate steps. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, do we want to add in more guidance on the expected income? So you'd mentioned before about uh, uh, you kind of talked a bit general of uh, different businesses will have different types of incomes and depending on how many clients you have, that's going to vary. But for this, uh, what would you narrate it down to? Like what, what guidance would you give to make sure that someone for us would be able to, to find the, the right uh, income? Yeah, I'd say that for, for, I mean, the way that we would do it is we would say refer to our, uh, our forecast and then we'd link to it. So we literally have separately, we have a forecast that's built on various assumptions and say, yeah, we just link to it to 
go get the what the forecast is because the nature for for our business is that um across uh, both of my software businesses we don't have high customer density you know where you've got one customer that fundamentally changes your cash flow position with one payment instead we have lots of customers that pay relatively small amounts um and so yeah you don't you don't end up with that situation awesome. all right perfect um all right uh update expected expenses uh how would that differ from payments uh for me it kind of feels like the same thing so i'd like to understand uh, yeah uh yeah so the yeah when the ai created it it created a separate step for that uh yeah i hadn't uh clocked the fact that those those were that so yeah it's um you can remove that step we don't need a separate one to update expected expenses i suppose actually that payments one i've called it payments but um ai probably did a better job there it probably should be called expenses <laughs> you to it, yeah yeah okay cool whereas when it said when we then said in the description outgoing payments that's correct yeah oh sorry that was correct uh cool and then um review with business owner kind of captured that really quickly while you were explaining it does that make sense uh so you're checking for changes in assumption of for frequency of payments and adding in notes as needed um, the seven step, I added it in quickly while you were talking. So review with business owner, um, check changes in assumption uh, for frequency of payments, for example, removing a supplier and added notes as needed. Does that make sense? And does that capture what you were explaining? Or is there something I might have missed? Yeah, I think it does. You could, you could probably, and I've just realized that my mic was down. Um, you can just ask out the last bit of the question again. Cool. Uh, so does that make sense? Uh, or is there something that we should add to it? Something that I missed? Yeah, I think I think it does make sense. I think that um, I'd probably wonder whether we should have like some sub check boxes, which is like, mm. are there any, um, uh, any new suppliers, question mark? <laughs> um, any suppliers we're no longer going to use? Um, any changes in frequency? Any changes in amounts? Um, uh, two separate questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then maybe even like, um, any, uh, big, um, uh, any big payments coming up, e.g. tax. Cause what you don't want is that you're kind of thinking, oh yeah, now I've got all these various suppliers and then actually you just forget, oh yeah, I've got to do this VAT payment or corporation <laughs> tax payment. So. Yeah, it's probably a useful check just to check with the business owner. Like, anything that we're missing that's not already in in here, and have that as a as a sub sub series of check boxes within that step of reviewing with the business owner. Okay, awesome. So, does this look good? So, you check for the changes in assumption, and you have the different check boxes to make sure you cover everything, and then add in notes as needed. Yep, perfect. Awesome. So, and uh, actually, actually add in notes and update forecast as needed. Of course. <laughs> so the the cash rate forecast is covers a thirteen week period, but it should be updated um, uh, every week. Um, awesome. Tip, typically on a typically on a Monday. Uh, and how long does it usually take? Um, it's normally a probably around fifteen minute 
task, depending on the, I mean, depending on the nature of the business and how many transactions you've got going in and out, and how unusual and out of line they are with what you normally have. But yeah. typically, it, it shouldn't take one. Once you've set up the cash flow forecast and you've done your twelve week plan, which um, is the thing that takes uh, most of the time initially. But of course, if you want to get to that point, like start just by capturing next week, and then and then perhaps in the following week try to go for two and so on. And over time, you do get to a point where it's like, yeah, we pretty accurately forecast thirteen weeks of cash flow at a time. Um, so yeah, it's, it probably only takes fifteen minutes because you're only just adding that additional column of data, and you already know the pattern that's gone before. So once that's handed over, it's it's pretty easy. But for anyone listening that hasn't done the fifteen week, uh, the thirteen week cash flow before, um, yeah, it probably take two hours, I'd say, of getting it set up, and it's as simple as uh, as it sounds really, it's literally 13 columns, each with the start date of that week. So, you know, the 13th of March or whatever, and then the next one then becomes your, your 17th of March and so on. Um, and then in terms of the rows, you have a series of rows for your income with either products or um, customers listed. And then you have your outgoing payments, your expenses with list of suppliers or cost codes if, uh, if more appropriate. Um, and then you literally just fill in the grid. You know, this pay, this customer is expected to pay on this date. Therefore, it's going to go in that week and you, and you put them in. So that's, that's what you do in terms of how you'd set it up in the first place. And we could even create a checklist for how to do that. But it's a, in, in many respects, it's a one-off task that you're doing in your business rather than something that you're doing regularly. So you probably wouldn't create the checklist for it. Uh, although we might create one for, for people to, to, to use to get this started. Um, but ongoing, yeah, you'd up, update it every week. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, just that while you were talking about it. Uh, so I thought it might be useful to put some of what you said in the little help block for uh, when it is shared as a template for whoever might need the additional help <laughs> for setting up initially. Great. Uh, yeah, we can link to uh, link to a checklist for setting it up. Yeah. So uh, this checklist was generated by AI. Um, are we happy that uh, now that we've added in the high level, we've added in some of the detail, we've um, uh, added e even in another step, uh, we can now delete this help block box and uh, publish this checklist? Yeah, so, so we can definitely remove it. There is one additional step that I'll want to add at the, uh, the end before we then kind of move to testing it out and so on. But yeah, you can remove the notes in there uh, that were created by the the AI. Awesome. So um, what's the additional stuff you want to add in? Yeah, so I, I kind of alluded to it right at the start, which is that whilst it's important or, or it's powerful to be delegating this as a task uh, to someone else as a business owner, because honestly, I've never managed to consistently update a 13-week cash flow forecast every week myself for more than about three weeks at a time before I start skipping weeks. And then of course, each week it gets more painful to restart it because you've got to do that many more weeks. Um, whereas when I gave it to a finance, when I gave it to an administrator, they were able to do it for me and that was great and they've been able to do it consistently. But it's crucial that I don't abdicate my responsibility for it. That I don't now ignore cash flow forecasting because there is no point in this forecast being created if it's not used to make decisions. And so that's the final step that I think needs to be in here. So particularly for those that are following on the audio, 
the, in terms of the steps that we've had so far, we open the cash flow forecast in Excel, update the actual balance, update the actual payments, add, new, add a new column for the 13th week. We update the expected income. We then update the expected expenses. We then review it with the business owner. Um, I guess we can make sure that we could clarify that step uh, to say to check accuracy. So at that point, we're just making sure it's accurate. And then the final step, uh, and I'll think about how to shorten the description um, afterwards. But essentially in this step, what we're trying to do is review the impact or review, identify any issues and take appropriate action is essentially what we're going to do. So, for example, we might identify that, oh, nine weeks from now, we're going to run out of money. And that would be an important thing to find out now rather than eight weeks from now. Because with with it being nine weeks uh, from now, we can do something about it, um, and so that's the that's the uh, the activity to do is to review it with the business owner to identify what issues are might come up. Where mm-hmm. essentially, where are we tightest on cash? Because um, it might be it might not be that you're at zero, but it might be that you're at a relatively um, small amount for the for the size of business. So, for example, let's say that on average, your costs are going out at thirty thousand a month. Uh, sorry, thirty thousand a week. And let's say that you've got thirty thousand in the bank. You might go, well, that's fine then. But actually, what if that week all your payments come out and you don't get the income in? It's like, well, that quickly takes you to zero. So even in the forecast, it might show you as fine. It can then cause you a problem. So you want to look at where. Uh, where are we tightest on costs and um, how wrong <laughs> would things have to go for it to cause a problem? Like, And I've played this game before with my administrator where we've literally deleted revenue from multiple weeks to see how many weeks or how many payments would have to get delayed or not happen at all for it to be a problem. And so you're essentially in that sort of scenario testing. So that's useful. Um, then you um, you can actually ask, how can we improve the picture by either getting um, income paid earlier or paying our expenses later? Because, for example, you might say, well, actually, we're planning on paying for that I don't know, event venue uh, next week. But actually, they said the deadline was end of next month. So why would we pay it next week? Let's pay it end of next month. So you can um, you can improve that picture as well. Um, and then I guess the final question is: Are there any other actions we need to take, e.g., um, getting a loan, <laughs> something like that? I remember a bit a, a client of mine um, I was supporting when they were going through some cash flow challenges, and one of the first things that I did is help them get a thirteen week cash flow forecast set up. And it helped them identify that I think it was literally 12 weeks from then they were going to um, run out of cash. Mm-hmm. And and so because it was very short term, because we then actually forecasted a bit further to see, OK, what happens? Does it keep going worse or does it get better? And what it shows is it got better. It's just there are a few factors that, that meant that they would end up um, being about minus 50,000 pounds in their bank account. And so we worked that out and said, well, actually, it's going to bounce back. You just need short term. And so the business owner uh, went to speak to uh, 
the, her bank manager and went and said, here's my cash flow forecast, here's the assumptions and so on. I, all I need is an overdraft facility. Um, and I, I think probably up to 100,000 would give me a lot of wiggle room. And from the bank uh, manager's perspective, they were able to look at it and so on. In fact, I remember uh, the business owner telling me that her bank manager nearly fell off his chair. He said that pe um, people don't normally come in with uh, cash flow forecasts. <laughs> he has to ask for them and then has to explain what it is. And secondly, um, when he asks the question, when do you need the money? Normally, the answer is not 12 weeks from now. It's <laughs> I need it today. <laughs> so, so you're already up. When you, if you do need uh, any kind of financing from uh, a bank, from other forms of finance, from investment, whatever it is, when you've got this in place, it makes that conversation so much easier. So, uh, so yeah, so th those would be the the things that need to happen as part of this um, this step, and that that's the that's the the final step. And I suppose um, it's useful to um, to schedule a regular session with the business owner to make this easy, right? And so you might even have as part of review with the business owner, you might have a little tip in there um, as part of that step, perhaps we should say um, to make this make this easier, um, schedule a weekly meeting with the with the business owner um, for. And it really is. It can, I mean, it can be. Five, 10 minutes, it doesn't take long, particularly when everything's OK. Like if everything's okay, it's really, really quick. Um, and of course, if it's not, then you'd <laughs> you'd allow more. You then find more time. Um, but yeah, you could perhaps add that as in as a little tip or efficiency help guide or whatever. Yeah. Um, as something they could use. Would you? Would we actually want to have that before we start the checklist? Like a, a tip at the top. Um explaining the this checklist includes a review with the owner make sure that yeah, you have a really good idea yeah let's have that right at the uh, at the start so that um if they haven't already got got it booked in they can make sure that they do cool um so uh, hmm, do we want to do it in a help block to help it stand out with like a little yellow or red yeah sure so for those on audio, uh, what Jessica's doing is uh, creating it as a little yellow help block, which can be uh, expanded and um, collapsed so that we can provide this guidance on uh, having these meetings without it taking up a load of room on the checklist when it's not uh, needed or, or needs to refer to. Um, this is actually a really good way of adding in additional guidance, efficiency tips, or even um, warnings to prevent common mistakes. So, uh, you know, for example, I've done it with other bit. We've done it with other business owners where they'll have something like, don't forget, you know, to add the correct VAT treatment on this invoice or um, in the, as it relates to cash flow forecast, you might end up adding a tip of, you know, don't forget that our corporation tax is paid out on whatever um, or, you know, salaries or, or whatever. So uh, you can add in little tips and, and that's a really effective way of providing your teams with guidance to fix or, or avoid common mistakes and high impact mistakes. And also if a mistake gets made or you identify, oh, there was something that didn't go very well, like it's a really great way to just add in a little piece of guidance to make sure that um, that, that problem doesn't resurface in future. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so uh, at this point, we have added the high level steps. We added enough detail to make it useful. We even added a little bit of a tip at the top. Uh, are we ready to publish and test? Yes. Awesome. That's so good.
So the checklist is ready now for testing. Uh, Alexis, how are we going to be testing the checklist? Yeah, so the, the way that I've tested, and uh, this is a real, uh, essentially a real checklist that I have handed over uh, in the past. Um, and what I literally did was got my finance administrator to follow that checklist along with me watching, like with um, sharing her screen, she'd have the spreadsheet of the cash flow forecast and this checklist and she'd follow along going, okay, so next I need to do this. And whenever she'd ask me questions or would make a mistake, like assume, like, I don't know, adding in the 13th column uh, at the 13th week, maybe she adds it in the wrong place or whatever, or, or maybe there's an easier way of doing something. I'd then just go, oh, by the way, you could do this or careful when you're doing this. But then we update the checklist with this is, you know, this is how to do it better um, as, as we go along. And as a result, by the time we've done one week where they've updated it for one week, they've now taken it off me. And of course, in terms of additional time, I say that it normally takes me 15 minutes. I think the first time I handed it over, maybe it took half an hour um, uh, with questions and updating it. But then that was it. Like every week afterwards, they do all the updating and then they literally catch up with me. Um, in fact, as part of as part of my weekly one to one with them anyway. Um, so that would be a good example, actually, of we might say, oh, we've got scheduled time every week. You might want to edit that and say, perhaps as part of your weekly one to one with them, if you have this, because um, uh, uh, so you might have that. So, so yeah, that's that's how we would go through it, and they would they would follow the process, get it done, and any issues. If I'm not happy with the quality, uh, or you know, if they forget something, we just go back to this and say, what step has been missed? How do I make it difficult to make a mistake? So we now have the update 13 week cash flow forecast, and I think it took us about 40 minutes to make it, but there was a lot of chatting in between uh, and a lot of explanation of things not necessarily related to this checklist, but more in general to updating the 13 week cash flow or to the process uh, as we were doing it. So uh, I think that's pretty great for, in terms of getting it documented. And uh, if we were, if you were handing it over to me, we'd probably test it now. And and get me trying it out uh, with you right now and uh, making sure that, that it's then implemented. So hand it over, documented, tested in under an hour. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you say, the, the key is getting it handed over in less than an hour. And in this case, it's, I mean, perhaps I've been uh, uh, generous when I've said it maybe, uh, sorry, I've uh, been optimistic when I've said it might take 15 minutes and perhaps it was taking me a little bit longer than that. Um, but as a result, let's say it was taking me 20 minutes. And if it did take me an hour to document and delegate, that means that I will get, I'll start getting a return on investment on my time after the third week that I've got an administrator doing this task, right? And that's, that's pretty awesome. But here's the real kicker, particularly with this particular process, the real issue wasn't the time it took from me. That, that's a consideration. The real issue is that the most likely thing is it wasn't happening at all because I didn't like doing it. I'm not very good at being consistent at it. And I will take any opportunity not to do it. And yet it is arguably one of the most important things that you can do in your business, because if you run out of cash, that's a heart attack for your business. You can't carry on. And you need, there are loads of things you can do to improve your cash flow when you're looking at it 13 weeks ahead. There's very little you can do when it's one week ahead or today as a lot of businesses end up in. So yeah, so I think um, this has been a really great example of demonstrating how quick you can do it. Be interesting actually to look at the edit and say, if you took all the Alexis 
just talking about the process, <laughs> you know, or the or the process of creating the process. How much time did it actually take to document? Uh, I suspect that we perhaps we could, we could create a separate video for that and see what it actually looks like because um, it it feels it feels less than twenty minutes. And and I know that working with other clients, we've had this experience before where you can document an entire process in less than twenty minutes, sometimes ten minutes, or uh, in fact. Um, I uh, was talking to a client yesterday who I was demonstrating our AI feature and uh, from their perspective, the checklist was so close to done, like 95% done. For them, it was like, yeah, you've basically done it in two minutes. <laughs> so, but regardless of whether it's two, 20 or even an hour to get this documented and handed over, the key is that hopefully for business leaders that are out there thinking, oh yeah, I need, you know, I need to free up my time. I need to document and delegate, but I just, you know, I don't have time to document it right now. Hopefully you see now how wrong that thought pattern is. And that actually when done right, you can get it documented and handed over super quickly so that you're getting a return on investment of that time, literally within days or weeks um, and small number of weeks uh, of having done it. And crucially, that you can get the level of performance that you want, or perhaps even higher level of performance, because someone else is going to follow all the steps you should do, rather than the ones perhaps you remember to do, or can be bothered to, frankly. So I think it's really, really powerful. And I hope that people have found that deep dive, a really useful way of looking at it. But uh, Jessica, thank you so much for joining me and taking me through this process. Uh, you get incredible feedback from your clients on how quickly you're able to get processes out of their brains and captured. And of course, not just do that at individual task level, but to do that for whole areas, right? Like there's a client that you're working with now, a training business uh, where you've been documenting all of their critical finance processes, right? Through a, through a series of workshops. Um, I love uh, how quickly you're able to do that and and the feedback that we get from clients about that. So thank you for everything you do and thank you for your time on today's uh, episode. It's been really good. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Alexis. It's been fun. And uh, yeah, I hope it's been uh, useful for whoever is uh, listening in. It's uh, I think that uh, one of the things that I get uh, a lot of uh, positive uh, surprises from customers is, oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> when they suddenly realize, oh, it was actually much simpler than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and wow, it's there on paper and someone could actually follow it now. So yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, to share this with, uh, with the audience and uh, uh, hope it helps. Fantastic. Love it. Well, we'll make sure that we share a link to, to this checklist uh, and uh, and the video and so on uh, in the in the show notes. So if you've been listening along and you're thinking this is a very strange podcast <laughs> episode, um, I hope that you see why we're showing you uh, uh, to to help you break through it and and give you that understanding of how quickly you can get this done. Go have a look at the checklist example that we've given. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the um, the step-by-step -step process that you can go through, not just to document the, a, an individual task, but also to identify the right tasks to document, uh, please do go to airmanual.link forward slash discover. Uh, but otherwise, if you found today's episode uh, useful, please share it on social media, tag me in, let me know. Uh, equally, if you've got feedback or you want to give me, tell me what you'd like from future episodes of De-Stress Your Business, you can email alexis.kingsbury at airmanual.co. But otherwise, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Jessica, thank you again 
uh, for your time and to everyone else. Until next time, have fun.